I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass, the podcast that already left your group chat. So, Lynette, you want to talk about beer? I don't want to talk about beer, but we should definitely talk about beer. Okay. Why should we talk about beer? We should talk about beer because the global beer industry is getting really, really, really interesting. We should not talk about beer because it's just straight up gross. <laughs> I mean, I don't really love beer either, but beer is immensely popular with people all over the world. It's one of these products that you can sell basically anywhere, and these global companies now do. They're in every country around the world. But you're saying that this is a bad strategy that you know for the what's going to be the huge global giant when Anheuser InBev merges with SAB Miller and ends up controlling a third of the global beer market, you're saying this is a bad strategy. Right. This is a massive, massive merger that happened at the end of last year. Anheuser InBev, which is controlled by a bunch of Brazilian billionaires, merging with SAB Miller. That means one out of every three beers that you drink is going to be from this company. And this merger is Anheuser InBev's aggressive push into emerging markets. China, Africa, India, now is not the greatest time to be entering those markets. As you see that all those economies are slowing down. They say beer is a recession-proof business. That's not necessarily what we're seeing in Anheuser InBev's earnings. Additionally, I would just like to say that I used to drink beer because I thought it was like a cool down-to-earth thing to do. Like you're this cool person who's chill enough to drink beer. But I think at age 29, I can say like completely honestly, I am not cool. I am not down to earth and I will not crack open a beer with you. So here's why I'm actually more bullish on this merger than you are. Because I know one of, one of the complaints you were making to me before the show was that these people, the 3G Brazilian people who have bought up this company, that they're not beer people. They're not passionate about the beer business. That what they're trying to do is basically cut costs, do this business as efficiently as possible, employ fewer people and put beer out. And that that's going to be a problem because they don't really understand the business. They're not passionate about the business. My critique actually is I think that these guys are more spreadsheet jockeys than anything else. They're finance wizards. And they are controlled by a guy, Georgia Paolo Lemon, who's BFFs with Warren Buffett, who once said that he could run Coca-Cola with 200 people, which is insanity. Um, I think that a lot of times during these mergers, the uh, synergies, if you will, that uh, these businesses are getting out of the deals don't materialize the way that businesses think they will. And in a down market, I think it's going to be challenging for Anheuser InBev and SAB Miller to save the almost $2 billion that they say that they're going to save in this merger. Additionally, they have a lot of debt. And we're talking over $40 billion in debt here that they need to manage. So this is all, it's a precarious situation in good times, in bad times, which is what we are right now on the global stage it's a little tougher. See, I feel like there are some industries that treat the spreadsheet jockeys well and some that treat them poorly. Uh, there are some places where you come in and you're like, oh, these businesses are all the same. We can merge them together, cut headcount, make more profit. And there are some places where you don't understand the business and you end up losing your shirt trying to do that. But the thing about beer is, think about all the brands that this company is is controlling after the merger. It's things like Budweiser, Michelob, Pilsner, Urkel, Stella Artois. These beers all taste the same. The same. These are all like the same 
lager being sold everywhere all over the world, nearly flavorless. And this is the thing. You don't need to be a passionate beer guy to run a business that's just selling the same fucking lager. Ah, 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 ah. But what you do need to do is be willing to sell, spend money on marketing. And that's what's so funny and interesting about the alcohol business. All this shit tastes the same, okay? But... What they do and what has been amazing, and you see this in liquor as well, is the marketing, the creativity, and how much you're willing to spend on that. You know, Anheuser-Busch is spending money on getting Seth Rogen and Amy Schumer into its commercials. Those people cost money. You can't pretend like making your beer stand out of an incredibly saturated global market isn't going to cost you a pretty penny. No, you can do that, but you can you can still have synergies on the on the production side. Right. Um, because it's all the same stuff that you're selling, and you slap whatever label is popular in whatever market you're selling it in. But this is one of those businesses that I really think is basically the same everywhere all over the world. And even the marketing is probably, isn't it the same hot girls in bikinis stuff in every country, the same frat bro marketing for beer? Well, I mean... I mean, I, I guess I don't, I don't China. know. What, I don't know what frats are like in China, but I assume every country has the same sort of Neanderthal bro culture in some form, and that you can sell light beer to people with more or less the same strategy in all are of those places. Are you saying that all beer drinkers are Neanderthal bros? No, but I'm saying a, <laughs> I'm saying that's a big market. I'm saying that's a market that you can make a lot of money selling into. It's it's really it's not like wine. Like wine, you know, wines taste different. And you're selling to wine snobs, and wine snobs wanna wanna act like they can tell how different all the wines taste. They'll that's find true. differences that aren't even there. And there are beer snobs, but that's not most what most of the market is. Most of this market is these, you know, identical loggers with different labels on them. So I actually feel like this is a commodity business. It's a business where scale makes sense. It's a business where you can treat all sorts of different markets as being more or less the same. And so I think it it is a good industry for these private equity guys to come in and say, well, we'll change the financial structure, we'll change the supply chain, and then the product is the product, and we sell it everywhere. All right. Well, if you want soulless beer, that's fine. Well, it's not that I want soulless beer. I, the, will, I don't want any beer, actually. It's Zero. The, Zero beer. But it's it's not about us, right? No, like, we're we not every the consumer. last people. There are literally billions of people who want soulless, boring, light beer, and there's a lot of money to be made selling to them. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely true. These are the same people who are going to buy the board shorts that I criticized the other day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's also a lot of money to be made selling board shorts. Beer marketing doesn't work on you, does it? I don't get beer. Like, I especially don't get fancy beer. It seems like when a beer is fancy, they just make it as bitter as possible, and then people are showing off to each other, oh, I can drink this bitter thing and act like it tastes good. It's, It's some sort of fucked up competition. Oh, well, I... I think that the only reason to drink beer is for competition, but I stopped competing with beer in college. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. We are distributed by ACAST. Acast.